with Aaron, Timmy, and... No. <laughs> with Aaron, Bolly, and Tim. I'm Aaron. This is Paul. And this is Tim. You know, I'm still drying out from my Christmas drink, so, uh, you know, I can't be held responsible for this. And what day of Scotchmas is it? Uh, it's the sixth day of Scotchmas. Thank you for asking. <laughs> hey, Tim, you almost made second billing there. It's uh, all right. <sighs> so we are recording this on the evening of December 27th. Uh, Tim, did you go back to work today? Oh, yeah. And Paul yeah, and I here. both went back to work today, and uh, I got to tell you, I'm miserable. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially since everyone else is off. Yeah. And so, you know, I show up to work, and I look at my calendar, and I don't have a single meeting on my work calendar until next Wednesday. And I'm thinking, why the fuck did I come back to work? Like, what? what no one's working. I have no emails. I have no... No meetings. Why Why did I decide to do this? It seemed, in, in retrospect, it seems like a bad idea. Well, I haven't uh, been on the clock since the 19th and haven't logged into work since the 20th. So I had, you know, a couple of days worth of email to get caught up on. But by 10, I was kind of done. <laughs> I was just like, huh, what am I going to do the rest of the day? I, I took my 2019 calendar and I wrote all the dates on it from my 2018 calendar of all the birthdays. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 uh, I, I kind of looked at what Friday was going to bring, which is tomorrow, and saw that I have two meetings. Uh, one was in the morning, one was in the afternoon. And so I called my afternoon person and said, if you want to talk to me tomorrow, it's going to have to be in the morning. Because I am taking tomorrow afternoon off. I, I can't do this again. This was this was brutal today. The sitting around having having really nothing to yeah. do was murder. You know, yeah. when you are used to working, you know, with just balls to the wall, you know, uh, it is uh, it is excruciating sitting there having nothing to do and not having anybody to talk to. There was literally nobody on my side of the building today. Well, and what's funny is, you know, I don't know if, if this is true of you, Aaron. It's not like I have nothing to do. I just have no desire to do the things that I oh, need yeah, that yeah. actually Ab- need to be done. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. There are things to be done, but you know, of those things to be done, probably half of them can be delegated to my staff who's on PTO. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the others are just things like, you know, that's not any kind to do. I'll screw with that later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll be I, doing it tomorrow. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, only on that half day. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of liking this half day idea. We'll see how I feel when I wake up. Yeah, I have decided I'm going to I'm hitting the gym in the morning, hitting the office, doing my two interviews, and I am out the door. And then you're going back to the gym. You're going to do a two a day. No, uh, you're going to no. be like the Rock. No, that is just stupid. Who does that? That is crazy talk, champion. Paul. You're going to be like the CrossFit champion of the oh world. God, yes, that's what I'm going to be. I'm, you know, I'm going to salmon ladder that bullshit. That's what I'm going to do. Stephen Mel, uh-huh. nothing on Mr. Air. <laughs> well, I would much rather be spending my time off playing with my Christmas gifts. I'd much rather be sitting at home watching my Batman the Animated Series, complete series, with, with a couple of notable exceptions, Blu-ray set. Yeah, I've got that too. I, that, that wound up under my tree. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I'm excited. And what's funny is I originally didn't want it um, because I thought that all of it was included in the DC Universe subscription. Right. Well, I discovered that the DC Universe only has the first two seasons 
oh, of really? Batman the Animated Series. It does not have when it switched over to the new Batman Adventures, which honestly are, are some of my favorite episodes. Right. Um, that, that's where Matt Love and Over the Edge and, and some really great episodes are. And uh, yeah, it doesn't contain those. So I'm, I'm, I got it for Christmas. I'm, I'm excited to dig into it. it. It's interesting. It includes Mask of the Phantasm. It includes Sub Zero. It does not include Harley and I, or Batman uh, and Harley Quinn. Nor does it include that Mask of the Batwoman movie that no one cared for. It's like they determined those aren't in continuity. We're just not going to count those. <laughs> yeah, is that I, just I, a thing you can do? Yeah. I, 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 well, ask the the Halloween series. Yeah, I, I think they'll they'll when, tell you when you're Bruce Tim, you can decide to do anything. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I, that doesn't break my heart. It's got no, Mask of the Phantasm true. in it. I'm good. Really? And, I mean, that's all you needed. Yeah. Well, uh, and I like Sub Zero too, but Mask of the Phantasm, I'm good. So I'm excited. I'm I'm I am all prepared for after the first of the year to take some sick days and watch me some uh, some uh, Batman in HD. Tim, uh, any anything uh, under your Christmas tree that uh, you were particularly excited about? I mean, not really. Uh, what I can say, though, is that I, 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 my wife got me for Christmas tickets to uh, Five Finger Death Punch concert. Oh, back dude, in that's late, exciting! Back really? in late, back in late November. So you know, we, I did that the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Uh, oh, so know, this is a concert you've already been to? Yeah, yeah. but it was my Christmas present because yeah, no, it was cool. so it it was under my tree, sort of. Gotcha. I guess in a way. I was just trying to make the distinction of if this was a 2019 event. So no, no, no. So that's sort of what I got for Christmas. Um, she did get me Red Dead Redemption Two for Sweetest Day, which is freaking amazing. For what day? <laughs> Red Dead Redemption Two. For what day? For Sweetest Day. Swedish Day. Sweetest, sweetest day. It's not a thing, Aaron. It's ah. a, it's a hall. It's a hall. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but uh, I didn't get you anything for sweetest day, Aaron. Huh? Seems <laughs> like I got a little screwed about this Swedish day. <laughs> <laughs> Swedish. <laughs> well, yeah, I, we just fish her in the mail. I got. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the art of Tony D. Terlizzi. Uh, yes, he is a, a magnificent role-playing game artist. And the artist, yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, Changeling, the Dreaming, and uh, a bunch of other stuff. I got the hardcover art book from all of his RPG uh, artwork. Uh, I am. It, it is a gorgeous book, and I also got. And this is going to be right up Tim's alley. I know Neil Diamond's fiftieth anniversary box set. Ooh. Over seven hours of music, Tim. The, the, what? <laughs> Paul, I just want to remind you, it's a seven-hour drive to ManCon. Oh, Money fuck me. talks. It don't <laughs> sing and dance and it don't walk. <laughs> I'd like to... Like, how much extra do I have to pay you to do that to them? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I, 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 I want to take a moment to comment on your gifts. Uh-huh. Both of your gifts. One because Tony D. Terlizzi also did the uh, the Spiderwick Chronicles. Yeah, he was the artist on that book. Um, for for anyone who's not intimately familiar with his work, um, yeah, he's a great artist. And two, Tim Five Finger Death Punch. That's pretty awesome. I'm, I'm I, I've not seen them in concert. I would like to see them in concert. So so I'm kind of envious of of that uh, that gift. 
Mm-hmm. And it was it, Bad Wolves as well, so it was uh, pretty cool. It was pretty cool listening to them as well. So not not to be a dick about it, because I do actually like both bands, but it was it basically like going to a cover show because both bands are, are rather popular for their covers. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, kind of. <laughs> but but, but their that's covers okay. are been, Yeah, but I, I mean they're good stuff. I can count on one hand how many concerts I've been to, so it's not like that experience. Well, you might think it's kind of played out is not really played out for me no well that's cool i'm, I'm glad you i'm glad you were able to do that and we uh, uh under jen's christmas tree there were tickets to see kiss oh. um yeah she loved kiss growing up she's never seen them they're on their their farewell tour which you know they're 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 on their most recent farewell tour yeah, i was gonna say this is like their third farewell tour and it lasts like a two years right. but we're gonna go see them on their farewell tour so uh We'll uh, we'll be doing that in March. That's well, but yeah. Paul, you're going to get to enjoy seven hours of meal, <laughs> meal diamond. Uh huh. Yeah, can't wait. <laughs> wait. There's a special place in hell that they'll play seven hours of meal diamond. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think it's that stretch of road between Dallas and uh, the Ozarks. Yeah, I think it's Arlington. <laughs> Arlington, yeah. <laughs> You're going to love it, Paul. You're going to love it. I'm I'm already loving it. Already loving it. Uh Uh, Well, this week being a holiday week um, and also a fifth week, the the selection – actually, the selection is usually pretty slim pickings on on the week after Christmas. Uh, But this week we had two pretty big releases, both from Marvel. So just, just in case you missed the beginning, you are in fact listening to Funny Books with Aaron, Polly, and Tim. Um, I, I, I know we are typically a DC podcast, not intentionally. It's Only lately. Only lately. Only the last, yeah. what, three, four years? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, but today we're going to talk about two Marvel books. Um, starting with the big Fantastic Four release, which fucking eight dollars. Um, well, it was all I could do to to uh, buy that book, Paul. I got if it what, hadn't been the fifth week where there just was nothing else out, uh, I would have not bought this book. Eight dollars yeah. is excessive. And so let me let me let me start off by saying I'm going to give this book a positive review. Uh huh. I, I but I also want to clarify this is not an eight dollar comic book. Well, it is sixty one pages. Including the cover. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, you're getting a lot of content, and it's all new content. There's Fair. no re- there's no reprints in here. Um, I will say, I'm not, I am not, I, I am, please understand, I am not justifying the $8 price. However, at no point in this book did I say, are you fucking kidding me? Other than when I bought it. Right. Yeah, I ain't mad at it. I mean, it, no. it, the book was good. The book yeah. is damn good. But it like, it, 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 but eight dollars just feels like a lot for any new release comic book to me. That's not like eight dollars feels like I should be buying a, a fucking graphic novel or a trade paperback. Yeah. It doesn't feel like I should be buying like Fantastic Four issue five, regardless of the length of the book. No, I agree. I agree. But that said, I loved this book. I, I thought this book really handled the event well. Um, I thought it handled the characters well. It had some really nice, touching moments. You got to enjoy a superhero bachelor party. Uh, you got to enjoy the uh, 
the uh, the wedding and you know sort of sort of su- surprises along the way. And I won't spoil it because I would hate to spoil an eight dollar comic book for you. But I will just tell you that this was worth the read. And it was while I'm not happy about the amount of money I spent on it, uh, I'm not hating myself too much for having spent eight dollars in this book. Yeah, it is a it is a fantastic. <laughs> That's not intentional, um, but it is a fantastic book. Um, you know, Dan Slott, I, 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 it's funny because I bought it, but I skipped issue four. Right. Because I was unhappy with the way the first story arc ended on this book. Um, now, this book isn't, you know, it, it's, it is a feel good book. It's not very deep, but it is, it is Marvel's first family acting like a family. It's the type of story that I do enjoy reading about these characters. Um, you know, Mr. Fantastic, like everyone is, we, we talk about core concepts, especially in our Rainsboro podcast. And I'm sorry, I just dropped something. Um, but we talk about core concepts in our Rainsboro podcast. And uh, I got to say, this book is is very much a, a prime example of distilling characters down to their core concepts and distilling this concept of Fantastic Four down to its core. Um, you know, the, it, it is a family book. It, it illustrates the re, the relationships between these characters and the complications in those relationships. Um, I thought it was fantastic. It, and it, it, you, you left, you leave the book feeling good. Yeah. Right. The, you know, there's a cliffhanger ending, which is funny because I, I, I didn't think it was much of a cliffhanger. Right. Um, I thought it was just like a, a fun way to end the book. Like, okay, on to the next adventure. But no, it actually is a cliffhanger for, for the next story arc. Um, but it's, it is a fun, fun book with a lot of, of, of laugh out loud scenes and feel good moments and, and, uh, some great art. Um, Aaron Cooter is the primary artist on this book, but there are some fill, there are some moments of the book, uh, drawn by, uh, Mike, Mike Allred and Adam Hughes that are, 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 you know, I'm not an Allred fan, but the story that they hired him for was perfect. Yeah, I thought he was well used in the book to kind of tell the flashback uh, to the to the earliest adventures of the Fantastic Four. Um, I, th- I thought that was well done to, to do the the story where Sue has some regrets, you know, mm-hmm. about her about some of her engagements with Ben Grimm. But I got to tell you, the high point of this book is strip poker strip poker at the bachelor party where Thundra wins all their clothes. Yeah, and she's sitting there wearing all their clothes while all the guys are, you know, half naked smoking cigars. And I'd like to draw your attention, Paul, to how comfortable Dr. Stephen Strange is sitting there naked. Yeah. I mean, leaned back, like showing off the goods. Yeah. He is just as comfortable as he can be being half naked around this table. Uh, that, that, I thought that was pretty hysterical. Well, Doctor Strange, as written by Matt Fraction, was a bit of a Lothario, wasn't he? Right. So he, he he's he's all out there. He's like, look at my strange junk. Uh huh. Yeah, that's right. Well, and, and you know, and the, there's also a, a scene in uh, the Bachelorette party <laughs> where where apparently a stripper is doing uh, the helicopter. Uh huh. <laughs> it's like, huh? And they're having to describe it to blind Alicia Masters. Yeah, yeah. It, it's the so you're saying clockwise and now counterclockwise. <laughs> and, the, and that story was was drawn by Adam Hughes, who's the perfect artist for that kind of oh, story. Oh yeah, absolutely. I also enjoyed the moment in the Mike Allred piece where. Uh, Sue wants to hang behind and see how this date goes that she set up with Ben Grimm and Alicia 
back in the early days. And so she remains invisible, forgetting that the uh, blind chick is going to be aware that she hasn't left the room. Yeah, I like that she got caught. Yeah, Yeah. I, I, I thought that was great. But no, I I really enjoyed this book. I finished this book going, you know, that was a damn well put together book. So many times you get the, you know, uh, the the superhero couple gets married and then one of them is immediately killed or taken hostage or disappears, a la Green Arrow and Black Canary. Um, you have the, you know, the, the service is interrupted so they don't actually get to finish the service. I mean, you know, there's, it's a lot of moving your cheese. And uh, they didn't do that here. In fact, there's a big story element about how we avoid that. And I just got to tell you, yeah. I thought it was really well done. I thought it was a sweet book. Yeah, it is. And But if there's one issue I would have with it, it's um, the interpretation of Reed in the book. Uh, and it's, it's, it is a minor quibble. But I feel like after all this time and all the time that Reed spent in the other dimensions with his children building new universes and things like that, he's awfully like he, he seems to be the same old Reed, right? Like he hasn't learned his lesson. He's still buried in his work and, you know, shirking his responsibilities as a member of the family to plan the bachelor party and and do the things that he's responsible for. Um, happy to happy to you know schlep those off onto other individuals, and I'm like, okay, man, like like you literally just spent years in space with your family. Maybe he's tired of them, but at the same time, like it seems like he should have learned a lesson about the importance of spending time with the family, um, especially especially Ben and Johnny, given that they abandoned them. Right. But again, it's a minor quibble. It just kind of struck me as a little off putting that Reed was was so like nonchalant about about ben's wedding i will say i will say that one of the things one gripe i do have about this eight dollar book is that there were a number of variant covers um asad ribbick did the uh primary cover with alicia and ben standing in a uh, in the center of a flaming heart but you had other cover artists for the various uh, variants, uh, Alex Ross, Simone Bianchi, uh, Mark Brooks, Jack Kirby, Chick Stone, and Paul Mounts, Gerald Perel, Mike McCone, and Matt y- Yaki, Elizabeth Tork, and Ashley Witter. I don't see any reason why, for the price of my $8, that couldn't have been included. I don't disagree. And I've had that quibble with uh, with Marvel books before. Yeah, I, it I, just I, seems like just throw it in the back. It's not yeah. a big deal. Like, just yeah. give them to me. But that was not Marvel's only big release this week. Was it Was it uh, Dracula versus Cthulhu or sort of? Was, was, that, was that the book you're going to review? I, I, you know, I, I saw you picked that up. And yeah. we'll touch it. It's, it's ass, Paul. <laughs> it's, oh, ni- it? it's 99 cents worth of taint. <laughs> Not the show time. It's all the all, all the taint you can get for ninety nine cents. It it is uh, exquisitely bad. Well, also exquisitely bad, and no more than ninety nine cents. Um, at least in my opinion, X Force number one came out this week, uh, written by I don't know somebody and drawn by somebody else. And I shouldn't be that careless about it. I'm it was just... ri- it was written by Edward Brisson. Mm-hmm. And there were two artists, which we'll get to. But the first artist was Dylan Burnett, and the second one was Juan Ramirez. And, and let me tell you, uh, Juan Ramirez, again, in my opinion, significantly better 
artist than Dylan Burnett, um, but also relegated to the back matter, whereas the main story is drawn by the artist who I didn't care for. I the 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 art on the sins of the past, the first part is fucking abysmal. It's yeah. just fucking. You can't tell me this is stylized art. It's just bad. Yeah. I mean, I the reason I got this book is I love this team. I had the cover, and I and I was like. That's the that's the X Force team I like. You know, you added Deathlock. That's okay. I'm I don't care. I'm in. I want to see it, right? And then I I start flipping through this book, and I'm like, everybody's got a pointy chin. Everybody's skull skull is malformed. The the artist is just terrible. The the color is bad. Yeah. It's all dark and it's all grim. It's all it's just oh god. You know, and I, I don't know really high hopes, but it was the the first part of this book was just terrible. Yeah, I agree. I, I was I had high hopes for this book because I picked it up because it's the return of the classic X Force team again with the addition of of Deathlock, and uh, I was like, okay, you know, and it didn't I didn't notice on the cover again because the art is so bad um, that apparently Cable has been de-aged. He's yes. Kid Cable now, apparently. But you know, like, there's no explanation of any of that. Like, we dove into I, I dove into the story, and you know, the teams are already fully formed, and they're chasing Cable down. And it feels like I'm. It feels like I hopped in on the second story arc of a book. Um, they they don't spend any time like this. Isn't new reader friendly for a number one issue? Um, and honestly, the characters don't. They they all act like the same. Like there's none of the. These aren't the characters that I thought that I remember. Right, they, they're all of them are pretty much acting the same, which is just like they're just murderous jerks. Like there's no individual personality to any of them, except the the back matter with Boom Boom, who I guess isn't Boom Boom anymore. I don't know what her name is. No, I so I thought I thought they did a little bit to try to to try to show that Cannonball is still a little bit heroic, but nothing. But they really can't go that route when everybody else is shooting the shit out of things, and he's like, "Eh, we probably shouldn't have done that." I need a little bit yeah. more than that. Yeah. Um, I mean, the premise is fine. Being trapped in a in an Eastern Bloc nation at, as the mutant hunt is on, I I don't mind that story. I, I think that'd be a cool story. But I can't. It like if this Burnett guy is the actual lead artist for this entire run, like I can't do it, Paul. If 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 if, if uh, Juan Ramirez did the artwork for this book, I I'd give him another shot. Yeah, it's just a bit too quirky for me. I think it, it reads and looks kind of like when X Men went all indie during the Grant Morrison, Mike Allred age back in the early two thousands. That's what this feels like to me. This feels like the X Force plucked from that time frame. You know, I not X-Force, the ni- not the nineteen ninety four ninety two X Force that you wanted that I wanted. Exactly, I, mean, I wanted I yeah. wanted somewhere between that. And the Rick Remender, um, what was the artist that you just mentioned, Aaron, who did the cover for Fantastic Four? Oh, uh, 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 Esad Ribic. Esad Ribic. You know, that, that Rick Remender, Esad Ribic on Uncanny X-Force. I wanted something in between there. I wanted, but with that, that team, I was like, you know what? Give me a return to that 90s form, you know, that covert team that, that yes, they're a little bit murderous, but they're not like like just outright terrible people and there's and they were just terrible people in this book. You know, this is kind of a microcosm that we talked about that we're like a, a DC pod, uh, podcast and we don't want to be. But yeah. like it's just 
you, you get these Marvel books and it's like, okay, the price is a premium DC book and then, and then the quality is just not there. Yeah, I paid eight dollars for one book, which I loved. Don't get me wrong, and I think this book was five dollars. And don't and again, I picked it up. I don't know who the hell Ed Brisson is. I don't know who the hell Dylan Burnett is. I don't know who the the other artist is. I don't know who any of the the creative team is. I picked it up because I love these characters, and I said I still got burned. Um, so you know, that, very disappointing. Uh, you know, first issue of that of that book, and I, I'm not going to pick up any more of them. You know, I am getting a little bit of of X Men with Mister and Mrs X, so it's not like it's out of my life like it's been for a, a many years now. So, I I can live without it. I guess what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna flip through the second one and see if the art improves. And if the art improves, I, I might give it a try. But the bar's pretty high when you're when you're charging these prices, Marvel. Yeah, you know, agree. At least for us. You know? Well, and and you know, speaking of high prices, so. Um, Marvel had a big sale this week on Comixology, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to use that sale to go ahead and get caught up on Thor, the Jason, the the current run of Jason yeah. Aaron Thor in in time for War of the Realms. None of those books are on sale except the first issue. So I'm like, okay, well, I know a sale will be coming, so I will just wait for the actual sale. But I did notice that next week, Tony Stark Iron Man, um, which is the the new dance lot run on the book. Uh, the first trade paperback is coming out in digital. It collects issues one through five for nine dollars. Yikes! And it's like, well, that that's actually like yeah. a buck, a buck twenty-five, a buck fifty an issue. Like, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna pick it up. Yeah. Um, you know, it, I, I I'm I, I've been I've been curious about that book. I'm gonna go ahead and give it a shot because it's not you know if I, it they're issue seven. Of that book comes out next week, so I'm technically only about a month or two behind if I pick up that trade paperback. So I'm glad I waited for the trade on that one. So I will be picking that up again, another Marvel book. And speaking of Marvel, next week, by Crom, the greatest sword and sorcery hero returns to Marvel next week because the Jason Aaron Mahmoud Azrar Esad Ribic Conan the Barbarian book issue one comes out next week. I'm picking that up. Hell yeah! I, I am. I am going to flip through it because you, got, you can't I, tell me that Jason Aaron wasn't put on this earth to write Conan. I don't disagree. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, I'm. I'm very, very excited about that book. I will absolutely be picking it up. Hopefully, it's good. Uh, but Jason Aaron, you know, don't again. The Avengers book, not his strongest, his his finest hour. Um, but Conan the Barbarian, that seems right up his alley. Yeah, no, I agree. I, 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 I just I think that he's gonna he's gonna rock that book. I truly do. I do too. I, I, I'm all in for Conan. Well, and also next week from DC Comics, um, Detective Comics number nine ninety five continues the trek towards Detective Comics one thousand. We also get a new issue of Action Comics issue one thousand six, um, and Heroes in Crisis issue four comes out next week. And that the action comics that you mentioned should be more Jonathan Kent, right? Uh, no, Jonathan Kent is in the pages of Superman. <laughs> action comics is the the Red Cloud, uh, my, like right. fire mystery thing. You're right. I was I had the two confused. Okay, all right. Damn it. Because neither is good. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, neither is great. Yeah, yeah. Neither is great, but they're 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 they are uh, they're, they're they're scratching something. Yeah, they're both readable. Yeah, but neither is great. And and quite frankly, if another Superman book came out that was great, I would be happy to drop these. Yeah, 
but it's it's how I'm getting my Superman fix. Agreed. All right, guys. Well, uh, the next time we talk, we'll be in the all-new year 2019. And you know what that means, Paul? It is time for the 7th, 8th, ninth, 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 I believe. ninth annual. ninth annual Funny Book Awards, where we talk about our favorites. Um, you know, when we first started, we talked about our favorites and our least favorites. But in our old age, we're less mean-spirited. So we typically just focus <laughs> I, on I don't our, think that's true. I don't think that's true. <laughs> um, I think we just don't buy crap that we don't like uh, anymore. Um, uh, did so I mention uh, Dracula versus Cthulhu? Or <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have a special mention of some of our least favorite moments of 2019. But we will certainly talk about our favorite moments of 2018. Excuse me, 2018, um, including our favorite miniseries, crossovers, ongoing series, artists, writers, Tim's favorite category of favorite cover. No. What we're looking forward to in 2019. And if uh, you want to tell us what you thought about a, a, a book, a trend, a cover of 2018, give us a call, 972-763-5903. That number, once again, 972-763-5903. And if we use your voicemail on the air, you'll win a coveted, valuable Ideology of Madness surprise, perhaps even a copy of Dracula versus Cthulhu or sort of. Or, or seven hours of Neil Diamond. No, no, no one's getting my seven hours of Neil Diamond. I'm saving that for Paul. Great. Can't wait. (laughs) Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Bye, everybody. Podcast theme music graciously provided by Mark Andrew Pope. For more information, visit markandrewpope.com. Funny Books with Aaron and Polly is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. No Spider-Man clones were harmed in the production of this podcast. 